already know. Hey, welcome back to Barbershop.talk. This is the podcast to talk about issues, issues facing you and issues facing your community. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. Well, hello, my name is Jay Rye and I am your host. I am located here in Indianapolis in Out the Way Studio and I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, Jay Rye. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. Oh, yeah. I just love when he talked about that flavor. Because when he talked about flavor, what he is talking about is bringing the actual conversation from the barbershop into our podcast today. So I do want to introduce another one of our hosts. We just want to make sure he get credit today. And his name is Arthur. And Arthur, I'm, I'm going to allow you to introduce yourself. So if you be so kind, just introduce yourself to our audience. Hello, my name is Arthur. It's a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk. I just love working with KC and J-Rod. Whoa, look at Arthur. Did you hear that, listener? He said he loves working with KC and J-Rod. I mean, I kinda, I'm kind of digging Arthur now. I'm kind of digging him. What do you think? Yeah, we got him in those new semiconductor chips, and you know they're hard to come by these days. <laughs> I think he appreciates that. Yeah, in fact, I, I think those chips did a lot for him. I have a new attitude. That's right. And it's because of J-Rod and KC. I just want you to know that. All right. Well, if that's the case, uh, by the way, you know, hump day is normally Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to change that. You know, we're going to change to make hump day Tuesday, the day that we do our podcast. Now, we got a new thing to celebrate that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I was a young man, hump day came six days a week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Whoa. You know, just right. work so hard every day. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Woo. That's because all the girls that you used to mess with were. That was easy. <laughs> it was so easy. Was... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know that's not what you meant when you said help day. I get it. I get it. <laughs> In your face, <laughs> All right, all right. Hey, hey, Casey, I want to talk about something today. Okay. I, I was I was very disturbed today at one of our fine establishments, and that would be Walmart. I mean, Walmart made me upset, and I mean very upset. Fine establishment? <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, Walmart is the number one employer in a couple of states. I want to say 32 yeah. out of 50 states, Walmart is the number one employer. Oh, they're big. They're huge. Yeah, they are. But they got crappy customer service. And, 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 and it's gone downhill recently. Oh, big time. Let me tell you what happened today. Okay. All right. Now, normally I keep I keep track of my telephone, but I just so happened I uh I left my telephone at Walmart. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it, first of all, it shocked me because I'm a creature of habit and I never misplaced my telephone. But I had my wife was calling the phone, trying to help me find it. We couldn't find it. So she made a suggestion. She said, hey, you know, 
go on Google and find out where your phone is. And true enough, it was at Walmart. So I went back up to Walmart. I went to customer service and I asked the lady, did anybody turn in the phone? I don't even think the lady looked. She just simply said, no, that was it. That was it. So I came home. My wife, nope, it's not at Walmart. She said, I bet you one of their employees have one of your phone. I guarantee the place. <laughs> so believe it or not, listen, I asked KC to go back with me, right? Because we was going to do the podcast. And we went right back to there. And uh, um, there was a different lady behind the counter this time. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, uh, did anybody turn in the phone? She said, nope, don't think so. Then I said, my iPad said my phone is still here. Let me speak to the manager. And then she said, what does your phone look like? <laughs> I said, it's in the black case. She said, oh, here it is. <laughs> what it looked like, it's got legs, arms. What the hell you think the phone looks like? <laughs> yeah, but I tell you, my probably have some crappy service. Like That was terrible customer service. They didn't even look. You know, I got a feeling that they said, if he don't come back for this phone in 24 hours, or before I get off this shift, I'm taking it home. Yeah, it wasn't no 24 hours. This is when it's time for me to check out. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. But but I'm telling you, customer service today uh, sucks. It is. It, it's worse than it's ever been. I agree. It's like, uh, it's like this pandemic has caused everybody to be worse with customer service. Like, that's one of the side effects from it. Man, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm, the employees to me now just call them monkeys. <laughs> hey, that's Jay Rod saying. <laughs> well, they are. I mean, they, they are. I mean, it, it is useless. It is useless. It is horrible. Uh, I had a recent experience at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, wow. I say what location. But I went to this Buffalo Wild Wings. I ordered, called in my order. It said 15 to 20 minutes. So I waited till it was at least 20 minutes before I arrived there and I went in so I could pick up my order. Okay. I was there for over 10 minutes before any person that was working there arrived at the front desk. I was asking the other customers, have y'all seen anybody working here at this desk? And one guy said, it was a guy came back from the kitchen. I think he was the cook and he brought some food out and gave it out. And then, you know, it's, took an order and went back in. I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. Finally, some girl swaddles on over to the front desk. <laughs> Did you say swaddle yeah, or waddle? Yeah, she was kind of swaddling. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, just walking like, hey, I just don't care, right? <laughs> Dude! She gets, <laughs> she gets there, and she's saying, hey, can I help someone? So the person that was next gets up there, and this person had been there earlier, and uh, and went through this ordeal before, but they gave him the wrong order. She gave this guy the wrong order earlier, and now she's going to help him again. She's like, "Oh yeah, I remember you. Yeah, your order is wrong. Yeah, uh huh. Like, well, yeah, because you made it wrong. You know? <laughs> awkward. Very awkward. <laughs> awkward. She helps this guy, and then she leaves the front desk." I didn't get a chance to ask her if my order was ready. She just leaves and she takes off throughout the restaurant, right? While she's gone, some other person comes by the desk and they have a phone and they turn in a phone that they found. Uh Uh-oh. 
and uh and and just as they arrived at the desk a person came out of the kitchen and and didn't you know with some food and didn't see the girl working there so they came over to the desk and she said hey i have this phone so that person took the phone and laid it over back behind the counter in case somebody come asking about their phone a few minutes later this girl that's supposed to be working at the desk comes back to the desk and she's helping the next customer and you know and i'm still waiting to ask is my food ready <laughs> and while she's working with that customer in front of me she sees her phone she goes hey somebody found my phone anybody see who it was that, that uh, returned my phone and like you know like well it was some woman is it okay and then she takes off i'm gonna find that person and tell them thank you what <laughs> oh man oh my goodness so <laughs> that's why she pumped I, you all right <laughs> Jeez. so i decided i'm never coming back to that particular buffalo wild wings again ever if i ever go back i'm just going and not it won't be to order any food it just be to let the manager know why i'm never coming back you know that's a that's a good point because i think that customer service can either increase your customers or increase your business or decrease i wonder hey arthur i'll get you involved in this conversation what percentage of Americans use customer service as a factor in deciding whether or not to do business with them? That's pretty good. That's a good question. What do you say? Good. That's what I thought. What did, what did you think? What was good? <laughs> See, I, I think we need to tighten up your screws a little bit more. Oh, I thought I want to repeat the question. <laughs> that good. That's what you thought. Man, okay. All right. Okay. Okay, here's my question one more time. What percentage of Americans use customer service as a factor in deciding whether or not to do business with them? Now, concentrate, Arthur. 90% of Americans use customer service as a factor in deciding whether or not to do business with a company. 90%. Wow. Now, does that apply to Walmart? <laughs> I can't even see how Walmart is still in business. Their customer service is so poor. Well, it's I can I can I can explain it this way. Remember when we was coming up, and yep. the only grocery stores in the neighborhood was Seven Eleven. Yes, their prices were higher. They did not have the best customer service. Nope. It wasn't the cleanest stores either, <laughs> by no but, means. But that was the one we went to because that was the one we had access to. Oh, um. <laughs> yeah, and that's and so that's a similar situation with Walmart. Uh, I got it, I got it. You know, I wonder who invented customer service. Uh, it certainly wasn't Sam Walmart. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey Arthur, can you answer that question? Who invented customer service? The first major change to what would later be known as customer service operations came in 1876 with Alexander Graham Bell's invention of the telephone, paving the way for a new way in which to contact stores and companies. <laughs> I don't know if, 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 if Graham Bell actually invented customer service. Now, he invented the telephone that was a byproduct of customer okay, service. Customer service came out as a byproduct years later because there's no way yeah he invented customer service yeah no way no way you know now huh that brings another question all right hmm what is the no what has customer service changed in recent times i mean back then it was yeah making that telephone mm -hmm. you can call to the business and say hey can you tell me if this is in stock or not 
Uh, hey, Arthur, what are some of the biggest changes in customer service in recent years? The biggest change in customer service is the sheer number of channels through which people can contact your business. Instead of just phone calls and snail mail, consumers can now reach you by email, social media, text message, video call, and live chat. <laughs> you know what I you know what I think about that, Casey? I, I want to hear. Okay. All these different channels are getting contact with one another, right? By email, social media, text, video, and live chat. But it seemed like to me that they are slower to respond to you yeah. than what I call. Here's the biggest change in customer service. Marketing. <laughs> That's all it is now. Because now they don't help you whatsoever. But they got all these different ways to make you think <laughs> you have access to them. But you don't have direct access to them. You ever try to get a person? Yes, I service? have. In fact, I've been on the phone for so long. <sighs> almost fell asleep. Right. And they make you do research to figure out a way to reach a person there. And then when you do, four out of five times, that person ain't even from this country. Oh, my God. That call is is rolled over to India or someplace <laughs> else. And now you have this language barrier. Oh, major language barrier. Major. If in, in fact, I had an experience with a customer service. Uh, apparently, I outsourced it to India. I, I honestly with you, and I was honest with the guy. Look, man, I just can't understand you. I, I just, I don't understand what you're saying. I gotta get some additional help here. Let me speak to your manager. And he go, okay, you want to speak to my manager? So, <laughs> <laughs> so he did. In fact, when the manager got online, it was worse. It was worse than the customer service guy. That was a wasted call. He was a loser. loser. My goodness. Now, that dude sounded like he had that South Side India dialect. <laughs> <laughs> he might have. He might have. How can I help you? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a problem, I can tell you right now. Whatever. That's right. Whatever. <laughs> but customer service is lousy nowadays. It is. It's worse than ever. Well, um, who do you blame it on? Do you blame it on the business? Do you blame it on the the employees or who? Why no, I blame that? it on the business because it starts it starts with the business. You you establish a standard, and then you make sure your employees uh, meet that standard, or you get them training, or you get them out. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this question, Casey. Huh? Would you pay more for a product if you receive? Better customer service. All right, you're gonna expose me on the air. I, I'm too cheap for that. <laughs> I will appreciate you more, but I'd be damned if I pay more. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. See, uh, Arthur, you got some statistics on that. What percentage of consumer are willing to pay more for a better customer experience? A good customer experience means your customers will spend more. Ooh. In fact, 86% of buyers are willing to pay more for a great customer experience. The more expensive the item, the more they are willing to pay, according to a research from PwC. You know something? I can kind of see that because have you, have you been to Starbucks? Have you bought a cup of coffee at Starbucks? Well, you know, that do explain the success of Starbucks, but... I'm not a Starbucks drinker, except 
every now and then on a Saturday morning when it's forced upon. <laughs> oh, forced. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Now, I, I'm going to tell you what Casey's talking about. Now, at, at our barbershop, 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair, every Saturday morning we have the breakfast club. And I mean the real breakfast club. You know, and uh, uh, our client uh what's his name mr logic mr logic you know he's the head of the breakfast club right he he makes sure he brings the uh the starbucks we have donuts and we have great conversation so i have no idea what casey talking about is forced upon him because he'd be slurping it down <laughs> like he'd be licking on like a popsicle but here's the thing i don't drink any coffee <laughs> only when it's presented to me at the breakfast club <laughs> see the breakfast club make it special <laughs> but i'm telling you you know we used to go to the filler station or the gas station some people like to say we buy coffee 99 cent a dollar 29 and we thought that was pretty good coffee and even mcdonald's coffee is a dollar something but if you go to starbucks Ooh. you talk about four to five dollars for a cup of coffee and I, I don't know it was 25 30 years ago my brother was helping me do something one morning and uh and he's a coffee drinker and because he was helping me and we were doing something early in the morning i said hey man i'll get you a coffee and he said okay hey can you go to this place here never heard of the place before yeah no problem you know get a coffee and so he goes in there and he starts speaking some foreign language uh what frappuccino quality <laughs> i don't know all this <laughs> and i was hearing all these people start speaking foreign languages <laughs> and i'm looking in amazement but apparently he ordered some kind of coffee that's right <laughs> and i told him i'd get it right it was five dollars and something cent for a cup of coffee this is 25 30 years ago oh man <laughs> <laughs> i say hey, bro enjoy that cup of coffee because i ain't never ever buying you another cup of coffee again <laughs> expensive was it <laughs> yeah 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 that's how starbucks is a very expensive place but it says here that 86 percent of people are willing to spend more for good customer service because that's what it's all well, about that, that, it's, it's customer service what it's all about there's their store proves it oh i, I agree yeah, you can get coffee anywhere, right? Absolutely. But two bucks or so or less. Right, right, right. And they don't offer any coffee at two bucks. I, I got it. You I know, I it. think it's four something up. Yep, yep. And but they have chains across this country. So I think another place is uh uh what is that Disney World? Mm -hmm. I think that's the same. That's another place yes, that has great customer service. Customer service, and absolutely. And I think that that would definitely, uh, like I said, probably fall in that eighty six percent of buyers are willing to pay more for that great customer service. Now, I tell you, do you read, uh, how about uh, customer reviews? You know how people write reviews on a product? Do you read those? And that, does that sway your thinking at all? Uh, I usually, I'm only concerned with reviews if I'm buying uh, certain specific items that uh, I feel are more technical or more expensive. What, like computers? Something of that nature, yeah. Uh, electronics, I should say? Right. Huh. All right, let's find out. Arthur going to give some info about reviews. What percentage of customers leave reviews? About 5%, 10% of consumers write reviews. Man, that's like a low number. Right. So the reviews don't necessarily give you the true reflection of what's going on with it. If only 10% respond, that's like, let's say you had an election in Marion County, mm -hmm. Indianapolis, all right? And let's say it's 80% Democrats. 
but only 10% of the people voted that were eligible to vote. <laughs> and of that 10% that vote, let's say 90% of those were Republicans. And they win, even though they're a small minority. So, yeah, that's that's a misleading. Well, it, those reviews can be very misleading. It may be misleading, but it probably have a lot of influence. All right, Arthur, finish. Tell us about your 5 to 10% of the consumer right reviews. All right. Finish your statement, please. Influencing around $400 billion of the total e-commerce sales revenue. 84% of people trust online reviews as much as they trust recommendations from friends. 82% of shoppers specifically seek negative reviews. Wow. You know, uh, that's a lot. 84% trust online reviews. You know, I, I can probably see that because in reality, in my opinion, is that when it comes to reviews, you're just putting down your experience. And that's different from a complaint because normally, uh, you know, when we do those surveys, people only fill out the surveys when they have a complaint. So it don't really represent if you do very well, because a lot of times if you do well, they don't fill out the survey. They do on complaints. But when I think about a review, it's just somebody giving their opinion about the experience of the product. See, so, I'm much more cynical, J-Rod. Okay. With that low amount of people responding, I think the companies have a certain staff that they have just write great reviews. <laughs> and that's going to, you know, you know, make sure that they have a, a, a relatively good reflection on the review area. <laughs> well, I guess I could. I, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know. I think there's still I mean, honest people out there. If you run reviews. the business, wouldn't you do that? Uh, we don't do that at 421 Shop. <laughs> 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 no, not at all. We do not do that. But I, I, I have to tell you that I do like the reviews because I like if uh, uh, they give the, the star ratings, mm -hmm. if it's like one through five. And if you write around that three area on the average of reviews, yeah. nah, I'm going to pass you up. I'm going to pass you up. So yeah. I do use reviews. So I think they're very important. Um, now, don't do it all the time. It does. It depends on the product. Uh, a lot of times, if, if it's a costly product or a product I don't know much about, mm -hmm. then I'm going to read those reviews. Right. Um, so I'm okay with the reviews. I'm in that 84%. Now let's talk about the. Uh, oh, I want to talk about the. Okay, this is our personal, your personal opinion, and it is. Uh, what are the five characteristics of a quality customer service? What makes customer service good? The five characteristics are the key factors. Uh, for me, yeah, for you. The first one is human contact. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I can take that a lot of ways. What do you mean? No, no, human no. contact. Because you know, a lot of these places. They want you to, 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 to type something in and or, or or press a recording. I want a person to discuss the issue, you know, and I want that issue resolved while I'm talking to that person. That's how I feel comfortable that my issue has been resolved. This, this stuff of press this key, press that key, make this decision without getting all the info and input you feel you need. I don't like that. Okay. All right. So I want human interaction, uh, number one. All right, humor and interaction. All right, what about number two? Uh, well, I want to feel like the, uh, they are addressing my specific issue. Okay, taking accountability. Yeah. Okay. And not giving me some general, you know, you know how a lot of times they give you some general thing. Well, sometimes we do get the, no, I don't care about all of them sometimes. Let's deal with my issue. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
This sounds like a very tough customer here. All right, I'm going to move this on. I'm just going to say, hey, Arthur, tell us, what are the five characteristics of quality customer service? That's what we are looking for. Knowledge of the product. Oh, that's a biggie. How bad is it when not even the employees from a company know about the product they are selling? Mm. Yeah. Empathy. Okay, that's good. Customer focus. That's what you talk about. Patience and flexibility. Gotta have it. Language skills. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, all right. Now, the language skills, we get that. See, that's why they gotta stop uh, contracting out to these four countries. These people can't speak. But I get it. I get it. I do like the empathy Sometimes piece. that's a problem in house. They say, uh, see, uh, like you gotta get that thing to go around over on it. And then push that button, and then you know what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> oh, you are so right. You know that's why I hate those computer people that try to talk over your head. You know, I, I, look, just fix the computers. All I want you to do. All right, let's see what we got going on here. Because I hear that music coming. I think that's our clue that it's time to take a break and recognize our sponsors. So let's go ahead and do that. We are going to recognize our sponsor. Our first one is Out The Way uh, studios. studios here in Indianapolis. Uh, we would like to thank uh, them to allow us to use their studio every Tuesday to do our podcast. And also we're going to recognize our second sponsor, which is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. So if you want something good to happen to your hair, come on in to 421 Barbershop to see any of our master barbers. We are a family-friendly barbershop, so we can take your toddler, we can take your young adult, we can take your teenager, we can even take your grandfather, grandfather. <laughs> That's pretty old, but we can handle it. We can handle them. All right. Uh, also, uh, Casey, as you talked about, King Cap, he also does uh, live performances. So if you want him to entertain you at your party, Feel free to email him at King Cap and Cap is with a K, King K I N G Cap K A P three one seven at gmail.com. Also, they do have a custom apparel or custom T-shirt uh, business as well. So, if you want to make an order, please feel free to reach out to him to the email that we mentioned earlier. All right, I think that's enough for our sponsor, and you have to come into the barber shop because we do talk about a lot. But saying that, I have to tell you, we had this weird conversation in the barbershop. And I know a lot of times that, you know, in the shop, we talk about sports. Mm -hmm. And so we try to ease off of that when it comes to our podcast. But we got to talk about this one because they talked about the Indianapolis Colts that was supposed to have this quarterback to come in and save us from Philadelphia, Carson Wentz. And I was not thrilled with his performance on Sunday. Uh, well, J-Rod, from my perspective, uh, they have bigger problems than the quarterback. Uh, he he has played mediocre, mediocre but, at best. But but other areas of the team have been less than mediocre. Specifically, the offensive line, which is one of the highest paid in the in the NFL. What? Yeah, it's one of the highest paid in uh, offensive lines in the NFL. Top five. Well, they're failing us right now because they don't look that. They don't look like a top five. They don't look good at all. They don't. But it is early, uh, you know. And the NFL season is a marathon. So, you know, I'm not going to abandon ship. Uh, it, I don't like how it's going, but you got time to turn it around to fix this problem and correct it. And hopefully that's what will happen. Well, let's hope so. Now, I, 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 am, I, am, I wasn't particularly thrilled with Carson Wentz. 
play. I kind of like when you said he played mediocre. I'm not saying that we lost the game because of him, but he didn't put it into me. He uh, didn't really do anything spectacular. Um, We do need something. It's two things that I I know that's poor right now. One is our secondary. I am not happy with our secondary at all. And then our offensive line. Now, last year they talked about how great we was, and I didn't think it was going to be that difficult to plug in a tackle. But I also feel that the organization didn't put the effort in to address that uh, to address that position. Well, they uh, they actually went out and got a a, a top flight left tackle from um, Kansas City. That was injured. He was injured and not contributing but, right now. And so you know, and he he kind of rushed back. He really shouldn't have been playing yet. You know, from the earlier uh, prognosis, but uh, but he came back early. Uh, maybe because of how how poor they did the first week, but uh, nonetheless, they still have a lot of issues along that front line to address. They certainly do, and they have to do that first. Now we could talk about the Indianapolis Coast a little bit more on our next podcast, but I realize that we are running short on time, so I am just going to go ahead and sign off. But we are going to pick this conversation up uh, our next podcast to talk about how the Indianapolis Coast because they are not doing too well. But anyway, this is Jay Rod, and I'm signing off. Thank you to our listeners. Again, follow us. We do appreciate that because we realize we would not be successful without you. So with saying that, I'm going to turn it over to uh, KC. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast, Barbershop.talk. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob. Mob.